All right, Miss Dina, we're here. Well, well, let's do it. Let's do it. Welcome. Thank you guys for listening to Psyched Sweet Tea. I am April, and I am Dina. And I guess maybe you want to tell the people a little bit about how, who we are, how we got here together at that. Oh, okay. (laughs) Together. Um, Me and Dina actually go pretty way back. Pretty far back. Yeah. Pretty far back. Um, Back to 1988. (laughs) Don't want to age ourselves too much, but we were in elementary school together. Elementary school, a little bit of middle school. Mm -hmm. And then I guess that's where we split paths. Yep. And the age of social media reconnected us. Absolutely. And um, here we are now, both with something to say and strong opinions. And wanted to share it all with you. Absolutely. So, Dina, what what is Spiked Sweet Tea? Um, Well, I think the way that we got to Spiked Sweet Tea is we're both Southern girls. Um... By geography, I was about to say at heart, but definitely geography. Atlanta's different from Georgia. Once you get outside of Atlanta, then you're in Georgia. So that, to me, that's kind of where the spike thing came from, because I'm a proud girl from Atlanta. Atlanta. We talk about politics at some point, so I'll leave that where it's at. But yeah, <laughs> um, I'm, a, I'm a girl from Atlanta. So, um, so spike sweet tea, to me, is just something that's comfortable, something that's real, um, relatable. We're, we're going to give you the sweet, but we're also going to give you the truth. And sometimes that comes with a little bit of edge. So it's that edginess that makes it spike. It's the edginess. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're both proud Atlantans. When I lived in L.A., I called myself Southern, but <laughs> it's a struggle these days. It is. A little bit. But um, we're just going to jump right into it. Dina, did you hear about... The woman in Alabama who is being charged in the death of her unborn baby. Oh, my goodness. I did. And first of all, Alabama, bless your heart. <laughs> yes, that's where the sweet tea comes in. But um, I guess April, tell us a little bit more about the story for those people who might not be aware. But. So her name was Marsha Jones. She's a 27-year-old woman. She's five months pregnant. And she got into an altercation with another woman, Ebony something, um, who was a little bit younger than her. And Ebony ended up shooting Marche in the stomach. Um, Her unborn baby subsequently died. Um, I read that they had attempted to indict Ebony in the murder of the child, but instead... They indicted Marche, and we have a lot of controversy. A lot of women's groups, pro-choice groups mm-hmm. are speaking out. Of course, our community, the black community, is speaking out. Uh, people have people don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. But in my mind, I'm thinking it's Alabama, and I'm not surprised at all. Absolutely. Um, I think we're just in a a very weird space um 
in society right now where we're just there there are some lines being drawn about where our um where our priorities are and if you if you fall on one side of the line or the other you're kind of going to get left out so i think a woman you know that's already a line being drawn in the sand but then you have a woman of color um of course abortion is such a hot topic i would say right now but clearly for our whole life <laughs> no but absolutely it's a big deal right now when you have states all over the country yeah. institu- instituting these laws that are essentially negating roe v wade yeah yeah and ratcheting everything up and i think even the more interesting thing too about the marche jones thing i'm sure it's still unfolding but some of the one of the other pieces was that they claimed that um ebony the reason they decided not to indict her was because it was self-defense because marche instigated the fight right so, so she needs to be responsible for her child because she should have thought before she even engaged in that because you're not supposed to be emotional and the thing is what bothers me is first of all it's extreme right maybe maybe charge her with negligence but i don't think she should be charged with anything just because the sheer experience of being shot in the stomach having to go to the hospital not knowing if your child is alive or dead, losing your child. Right. You know, at five months, you're just a couple of weeks from a completely viable fetus. Well, and, know? And, and pause, pause. Just as two women who have birthed children, yes. can we talk for a second okay. about the emotional state that you're in when you're five months pregnant? Okay. Yeah. Let's talk because about that. Because already your hormones are going just off, off the, the wall. wall. Yeah. Just off the wall. Crazy. So, we're in an argument, and so I'm supposed to stop. Hold on, wait a minute. I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. Let I can't think do this. about how I. Re- no, that's not how it goes. No, it's not. <laughs> You're absolutely right. I didn't even think about that part. Hormones so, are a big deal. Hormones are a huge deal, and that's biology. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing, it, it will just be very interesting to see as they go through this. But again, we're we're being told in so many ways that. Um, and I think it's very interesting because it, it's the the unborn child piece that's getting all of the pub in mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that really this case is one that's just being, to me, being used as a political pawn mm-hmm. to further that narrative that they're trying to push. About. Right. It's not necessarily about, you know. We care about all children. That's not it. Mm-hmm. You know, but anyway, that that's. That's my humble opinion. Well, I take this from I, I I I had another angle that I viewed this situation, which is completely different from the political angle, mm-hmm. and it's more of a cultural one. Mm-hmm. Which why are we still fighting over men? Hello, why why hello hello why, why are we <laughs> fighting? Over me. Why are we fighting over anybody who is not ourselves or the children from that right. we deliver into this world? It, that's it. I don't understand that that whole thing at all. And I don't know what Ebony's relationship was to Marche's baby daddy. I don't know what Marche's relationship was to her baby daddy. <laughs> but the fact that they were fighting over the baby daddy. And see, I think I missed that part. So that's the oh, whole Oh, yeah. They said they were fighting. Time. The fight. 
became came about because of something to do with her unborn child's father. Mm-hmm. And so I just, you know, Carrie Carrie Underwood, she got a song. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Carrie Underwood got a song. I'm about to be schooled in the words of Carrie Underwood. And the the, the the man's wife, I don't know the name of the song. Okay. But the man's wife. I was going to be impressed if you knew the name too. But go ahead. Child, the man's wife, she was going through the man's phone. Mistake number one. Going through the man's phone and she saw this number. So she called a number on the phone and it was some other woman mm. and they connected and they talked. Mm-mm. And anyway, the song is about these two women, both in a black veil at the funeral. Mm. And the inference is that they handled him mm. instead of handling each mm-hmm, other. Mm-hmm, because at the end of the day, my relationship is not with the other woman. So, hey, hello. My relationship is with, with him. His, with him. It's with him. So Here. why am I taking out the, his infidelity on you? Yeah. I don't care what you did. Right. You could have done. I don't care what you did. Right. His responsibility is to me right. and to ignore y'all's stank ass. Right. So, right. why is my beef with you? I don't right. know you. I don't care about you. No, I will say, my 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 only. However, but I don't know this story. Okay. But I've always said, you know, I've been married twenty years, been with my husband for mm, a twenty, lot. yeah, <laughs> longer than that. But I've always said that. As far as another woman, if that were to come into play, mm-hmm. me and him have the beef. Like, we're right. the ones with the beef. Exactly. Now, if it's an instance where this woman is being disrespectful to me, like if she brings it to me, that's totally then different. That's a different now situation. I have a problem with you. Now I have a problem with you. But, but initially, yes. baby, you get a pass. You mm-hmm. just sit over there and look cute if you did not if know. If you cute. Well, you know. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Love yourself. You know, whatever. But but that's always the thing. So I guess that's the piece that we don't know. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, knowing, no disrespect, but generally speaking, knowing these women's ages, 23 and 27, I think that might not have been the case. Who knows? Um, but I I definitely agree with you. Like time out for fighting over anybody who doesn't want you or makes you wonder. Right. Love yourself. And see, for me, infidelity is not a deal breaker. Right. It's it's just not. Especially when you have history. You have right. 20 years in right. your marriage. I have... I always forget. <laughs> Coming up on six years, okay. but 13 years, okay? Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, at this point, infidelity is, is a completely different issue. Right. But whatever the situation is, it's between me and my partner. It's not between Absolutely. whoever that third party is. You know, yeah, you just, there, there's too many circumstances that could come into play when it comes to somebody inserting themselves into your relationship, right. if you want to call it that, or somebody being involved with your right. significant other. Because um, at the end of the day, infidelity is a form of lying. Yeah. Absolutely. And so there's a whole lot of lying Absolutely. that's got to be going on with that. Absolutely. Right? And just like we always talk about, there are different forms of infidelity at that. You know, mm-hmm. so they're, they're different. Um, I think I heard recently on a Red Table Talk, which I love. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that another show. Another time. Another but, time. Um, but just betrayals of the heart. You know, but that's right. something that... This is all communication. 
Yes. Right? Yes. So... Because if infidelity is a symptom of another problem, exactly. there's something that's not being communicated. Exactly. Which is why I say it's not a deal breaker because I recognize that there's a different problem. Okay. Unless your problem is your asses don't want to be with me no more. Hello. Then and, you, and you need to communicate that to communicate me. Communicate that to <laughs> me. Let me make my choice to keep right. the Let off. me decide to not be involved with this, but you ain't going to see me scrapping on the side of the road. No female no. over no dude mm-hmm. over nobody nope. that's Absolutely not, not a product not. of my own. But I think that that's a, um, I think that's something that we have to make sure that we teach to our girls. And I try to, Miss Dina, because mm-hmm. I do work. <laughs> <laughs> in a high school right. and I often ask these young women these young ladies mm-hmm. what are you doing mm-hmm. what are you doing and why why are you doing what you're doing so when you're looking at these girls that you're you're in contact with every day mm-hmm. as I mean I have a daughter so that's a whole different level of it and I'm so and grateful can... now that I do not <sighs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a different it's a it's a different thing. It's a different thing. Um, it's it's a lot to to manage, especially these days with mm-hmm. all this going on. But I think the one thing that I have always and this is kind of getting at what I was about to ask you. But so my daughter, um, she danced for several years, and so they had just a strong community in her company. And I always and she had a lot of friends that would come over and they spent the night and they spent a lot of time together. But my thing was always preaching to them. Y'all got to support each other. Mm-hmm. You know, how are you encouraging each other? How are you lifting each other up? Even in that type of environment where mm-hmm. it can be competitive. Mm-hmm. And But I think that's something that we see in so many different areas of life, especially, right. Right. you know, for girls these days. Um, so I guess as as an educator, what do you see amongst the girls that you're in contact with every day like is it mostly um I don't know like what what do you see within that concerns you about what they're being taught or not being taught about supporting each other I don't think that girls in terms of their relationships are much different than they were when we were girls Mm -hmm. everybody's got their cliques their friend group they have tension within them they have tension without of them uh there is a greater proclivity to lay on hands. And I don't know if we didn't experience that because if it was a different time, I don't know if we didn't experience that because we were in a different type of school. Right. Um, I teach in an urban environment, underserved, I prefer to say, mm-hmm. um, kids. And so I think that they, their focus is even more on their social lives than ours was. Mm-hmm. So they riders for each other, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, my friend, she in a fight. I'm in a fight too. Mm-hmm. My friend don't like you, so I don't like you. My friend don't like you, so mm-hmm. I don't like you. Right. You know, that's my friend, man. Why are you talking to him? Mm-hmm. Type of thing. And so you do see friends with each other's backs, but then at the same time, I've seen a lot of friendships dissolve. Mm-hmm. A lot of girls who have best friends and within months they're no longer friends and i don't remember that right that's one thing right. i don't remember your best friend was mckenzie grace 
And my best friend to this day is Is Mackenzie Grace. (laughs) (laughs) My best friend was Sasha Lumpkin. Mm -hmm. Me and Sasha Lumpkin are cool. Right, right, right. We never not been friends. We we had a little falling out at the end of high school. Still love you, Sasha. Um, But, you know, we went our separate ways. She went to one school. I went to another. Life happens. Um, but the falling out, there was only one that I remember, mm-hmm. no need to discuss, but I only remember one friend group completely separating yeah. from, from that time. And it's not like that now. It happens all the time. Mm. So I don't know why they don't have each other's back like that or why they fall out like that. Mm-hmm. I, I think they endeavor to support each other until they make each other mad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we have to do a better job as parents and educators and community leaders of showing them what needs to happen. They are really big on respect, but I don't think they understand what true respect is. You know, and it's funny because this kind of segues into another situation I want to ask you about. We have new leadership uh, at my school Mm -hmm. And I'm hearing some things being said about our new leadership that made me reflect on a year ago when I was looking to find another school. Mm-hmm. And one of the schools I was looking at had a black woman as the administrator. Mm-hmm. And I had several black women colleagues say, mm-hmm. oh, no, I wouldn't go there if I was you. I can't go to I can't do that because I don't like black women leaders. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I've always said, huh, I don't, I don't understand that. Mm-hmm. And now those same rumblings are coming about again because we now have a black woman as our leader. And I'm hearing people who feel like they have an issue with that. And I don't know where that comes from. I talked to my best friend and she says that whenever she has conflict at work, it's an insubordinate and it's a black woman. Wow. She is not in education. Wow. But she she frequently yeah. will discuss with me, you know, some conflict that she has with one of her subordinates who has a problem with her authority. And, you know, they can key key and talk it up and I think that has something to do with it. Yeah. You know, when you're the type of person who likes to go into work and enjoy your day, right. so you cultivate relationships with the people with whom you work. Absolutely. But then they don't know when it's time for you to put on your boss hat. Right. They want to be insubordinate. And mm-hmm. so you have a history in I do. HR. Um, I have a history in HR. I started in HR um, while I was in college, actually. And it's unfortunate because... Um, the only over my entire 20 year career of working in HR, working in a cor- corporate environment, the only boss that I can say that I like, I just did not, we did not get along like to the point that I was right before I graduated from college, I was interning with the company. But I was, it was an internship where that I was being paid and I was pretty much a part-time employee. Um, I was not in HR for a minute because we did not get along to that extent. It was a black woman. Oh my goodness. It was a black woman. Um, so you're on the other side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, it was a black woman. And, you know, 
I guess I was probably about 20, 21 at that time. So, you know, it really struck me because at the time, you know, I had like all of these ideas about being this, you know, HR professional for like my whole career. Mm -hmm. I wanted to advance and I thought, man, this is a black woman. You know, she'll be a great mentor. Um, and I still to this day, 20 years later, I still to this day do not know what the problem I think you should reach out to her. Was that that woman had to me? Girl, mm -mm, because <laughs> 40-something-year-old Dana ain't the same as 20 years. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> Let's talk about growth. <laughs> so it'll just be totally different. But I, but I never knew. And to me, so when I was on the other end of it, when I got a chance to be um, in a managerial role and or even not even a managerial role but sometimes leadership positions were that I could mentor um young women who were interested in that career path I know that I was extra sensitive to whenever I had a young woman in my group or in my you know area of expertise or whatever who was black because of my experience and because I had heard the same thing that you'd heard okay so I feel like it's just something that I, I don't know where that came from. It's mm -hmm. almost the, the thing of, you know, there can only be one of us at a time. Right. Type of mentality. Okay, but for me, pause. I want to know what the issue was you had with the woman. Like, what was she doing or saying or how were you being treated? Oh, my goodness. She, she was, so she, be, she got, um, when I first joined the department, there was a different director. And so when that director decided that she wanted to move on, this woman got promoted. She was already in the group. So we were fine as peers. Um, you know, of course, she had a, a higher position than me, but we were pretty much I didn't report into her. We were peers at the time when she got promoted. Then there were some things that I promise you, things that I had been doing like I, I none of our positions changed, but hers. Mm -hmm. um, but it just became a point where she was nitpicking everything I did and I was in college I've always been a very timely person uh -huh. um I'm even more so now that I'm older but even as a younger person people will tell you I was very timely I mean this woman would like document every day the time that I came in and if I was like five minutes you know usually again HR for a long time you usually have like a 15 minute grace period if I was five minutes late she was documenting it um, when people would come into our area um, about employer relations issues and they wanted to discuss things. And sometimes people might come with an issue. They're not going to just cut off at the end of their issue. You're not going to cut them off. If right. you have any good customer service skills, you're going to just allow them to chat. Don't stay at my cube too long and chat. That's an issue. Like as soon as they're as soon as they finished talking about whatever their problem was that they came to HR with, well, they stayed around a little bit too long, and y'all were talking about she watching you like that. She, she ain't had nothing to do. She watched me like a hawk. Were you the only one? No, that's the funny thing. There were two other um, black women in the group. Now, sidebar, because this is just purely speculation. The other black women that were in the group were not women who had degrees and they were not women who were interested in careers in HR like mm -hmm. they were in administrative type of roles okay 
So their pure speculation was that there was some level of intimidation that she felt from me because so I they was observed well, like, her treatment of you. They yes, and y'all had water cool to talk about it. Yes, absolutely. And they said, "Oh, girl, she she uh, she's she gonna for you. you. She's gonna for you." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these were older women, you know. So, but see, so what is it? Because because my friend is not that type of person, right? And so, with her in her situation, I see it as her subordinate sees her as an equal, mm-hmm. and doesn't see her as someone with the authority. She's not giving her the respect that she... No. And the thing is, my friend says, if I were a man or if I were a woman of another color, she would would not have that issue. Right. So it's a familiarity thing. You think we too cool. You think that... Maybe you think that I feel like I'm better and you want to let me know I'm not better than you. Madam, that's fine for you to think that I'm right. not better than you but at the end of the day my name is the one mm-hmm. that is going at the end she works in a profession where if anything goes wrong she's the one who's held responsible mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's it, it would be a big deal if she were mm-hmm. to be held responsible for that in your case it sounds like an issue of well do you think it's an issue of I have to make sure that I am impeccable in what I do and that nobody can question my leadership. And so I'm going to hold you accountable more because they're going to look at you more because you a black woman and I'm a black woman. It could have been, it could have been, um, because I will say with her, we did not like the relationship that you're saying your friend had with her subordinates. She and I did not have that. Like we had only been professional. Mm -hmm. Um, again, we had been peers prior to her promotion. But even then, with me being a college student, you know, there was only so much familiarity I was going to have with this 40-some-year-old She was grown, grown. She was was really grown. She should have been ashamed of her. Yeah, she was old enough to literally be my mother. Wait, but y'all were doing the same job at first? No, no, no. She was was an employee relations manager at the time, and I was an HR administrator. And then she she got promoted from... she got promoted from employee relations manager to director. Oh. So... Yeah, I don't, so it was a little bit of a different situation from what you were talking about, but it could be, like you said, I don't, that maybe she felt in her mind initially that she was grooming me or helping me develop a tougher skin. Mm-hmm. That's that's even how I kind but of see, told. See, you want to be a mentor to somebody, you at least tell them. You, t- you have that conversation, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, the, you let them know, you know, look, sis. Right. I'm, I'm going to be harder on you right. because they have high expectations of me. And yeah. when you get out in the world, they're going to have high expectations of you. And I want you to know, right. I want you to be on your P's and Q's. Absolutely. And again, there's that aspect of communication. communication. Here we go again. Mm-hmm. Where if we just talk about it and we know what it is from the gate, that's why that's not what it is. Right. Now, let me ask you this. Was she, um, was she, when she was the manager, when she was your manager, you all were peers, but you also did not communicate a lot. Not a lot. Um, our areas, like at that time, I was more so the person who helped people with their benefits mm-hmm. when they had to do you know, open enrollment and they had issues with benefits, um, if they had payroll issues. So I was kind of a, you know, but she was the person that when they had 
real investigations and mm-hmm. um, had to write people up and things of that nature. She was the person that they were going to for that real, real stuff that you really think of when you think of HR issues. Was she ahead? Were you ahead of the game when you first met her as far as your preparation for work? Or was she maybe behind where she should have been at her age? That's a good question. I'm not sure. I just wonder, sure. you know, where the hateration came from. Yeah, mm-hmm. not sure. I mean, I will say that I ended up in a role, not a director's role, but an employer relations uh, role similar to hers probably only a few years after not being in her group. So, yeah, so I probably ended up in that, in a similar role, mm-hmm. only a couple of years later. And I was in school for management. My degree was actually in management um, with the concentration in personnel and employment relations. So, to answer your question, not sure if that was maybe her perspective, because I was going to school for this thing, and I was actually, I was getting the practical and the, you know, academic preparation for it at the same time i don't know but anyway like i said ultimately that experience though i'm a person at this point in life i'm grateful for all the experiences so that taught me you know just kind of a different perspective and so i don't know that it soured me completely to the point where i can say i'll never work with a black woman again because just you know the love of black woman, women in me just won't allow me to no, say that. I love us. You know what I mean? I love like, us. Who else? Y'all get on my nerves. Back. Right. But I still love us. But we and got I'm going to I'm I'm have your back before I have anybody else. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a ride. So, mm-hmm. still. So, it won't allow me to say that. But I can say honestly that my worst experience has been with a black, with black woman That's manager. Sad. Um, this is my last question about the situation, mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. In terms of comparing you two mm-hmm. with Uh-oh. degrees of melanin. I knew you. Oh, I, I saw it in your face. You were about to go there. Go ahead. No, I'm saying we, we, we were different. We were on different ends of the spectrum. Were you on completely different ends? We were on completely vastly ends different of ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Well, that's y'all, and I'm like bright. I don't want to say damn near white. No, nah, you're not damn near white, but, but I'm, I'm I'm like bright. You're a black woman. I'm loving I'm loving the kinks. Like, like, like my puff. I love your afro puff today. <laughs> Rocking rough and stuff. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, and that was something again. The the older women who were in the group that was something that they speculated on. Like, I mean, they ran down a list, and I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea. I can't speculate with y'all. All I know is that what I'm feeling doesn't feel good. You know, the 20-year-old the just didn't like it. <laughs> so I couldn't even go with them on that. But that was definitely something that was thrown out there as a possibility. And it wasn't even just in our group. Like, people in other groups kind of could see what was going on. It was a mess. You know, at the but, end of the day, I think that we have to... We have to support each other, and Absolutely. we have to we have to consider sisterhood. If you're a boss, be a boss and handle mm-hmm. your business. Amen. If you're an, if you're not a boss and your boss is being a meanie bitch, and you know, and she's a black woman, right? Girl, skin and grin. I guess you right. got to get get it done. But well, and I will say, oh, well, okay. Let me let me back up. I will say because 
yes, I'm I'm full grown now, but I think oftentimes we are who we've always been. Mm-hmm. So I've always been known to be. Um, I'm not afraid of conflict. Okay. I'm not afraid of potential conflict. So if I have a question, if I have, if I see an issue, I'm going to ask you the nice way. I always say that there's a nice way. I teach my kids this. There's a nice way to ask anything. Yes. I haven't learned how to do that. but <laughs> I'll give you some lessons on <laughs> Thank it. Thank you. I, I, I'll give you some honey. Um, but I did end up having a conversation with her. Like, I'm not sure where oh. this discord is coming from. Mm-hmm. But I just sense that there's a problem that you have with me. Right. And I, can you tell me what it is that I'm doing wrong? Can you tell me what it is? Because that's the only way I'm going to grow. Um, and then probably shortly after that was when everything was ratcheted up. And then I was kicked out of the group. So, so what did she I didn't, say? I didn't get any specifics. She just said, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm yeah. doing my job. Yeah. Yeah. And then she... Yeah. Double down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she kicked you out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thankfully, I had been there for a while, so I had enough. Um, had you graduated by this time? I had not graduated, but there was a, a group um, that I want to. So there was a group I was able to, a manager that was really fond of me. And she was basically, she, she did me the favor of not firing me. Well, I don't want to say she did me the favor of, she was in HR, so she knew she had no reason or no right because no, I was gonna say she wasn't able to you fire knew y'all right since she was in HR absolutely so that wasn't gonna happen um I mean I had not been written up or anything like that but I was oh like God. sent to this other group and it was a wonderful experience he was a great manager rest his soul and he was like yeah she on some bullshit come on over here <laughs> we're gonna take care of wow. you until you graduate and then when I graduated I went to a full-time position with the company but with a different um at a different location so I just feel like for whatever reason, sometimes we are distrustful of each other. Absolutely. And I reflect back to when I moved from Los Angeles back to Atlanta. And I had gotten a job at a small school in DeKalb County. And I remember walking in for our orientation day. And everybody else had been there all week. But because I got hired so late, I was only going to be there for that one oh, day. Okay. Right? So I walked in and... There's probably eight or ten people in there. Mm-hmm. I don't recall anybody looking up. Mm-hmm. I'm looking around wondering what I'm supposed to be doing. I think somebody had directed me to this specific room when I came in the door. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. I walked into the room. It was like a computer lab. No one speaks. So I just take a seat. Sit there for a minute. I look at something. I hear a guy come in. And... I hear him giving dab. Hey, how you doing, brother? How you doing with noop this, cue that, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm no, I'm this. Because all of them were in some fraternity, but they were all in different ones. But they were all greeting each other and speaking. And I looked and I thought, there's four men in here. And when another one walked in, they, they all each greeted other. each other and right. spoke and found a common language. Right. There's eight women in here. And no one said anything. No one spoke to me at all. Hmm. What 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 happened? What right. gives? I don't understand. Right. Now I will say, as I proceeded through the oncoming months, I didn't have any particular issue with anybody. Um, that's a lie I did later, <laughs> but I will always find it, so it's okay. <laughs> but it wasn't because I was a black woman. It was because they was on some crazy stuff. Anyway, I I, I find that. 
women are just hesitant Mm -hmm. for whatever reason as black women we're hesitant to engage we're hesitant to reach out I don't know what that is Mm -hmm. but I don't like it and I've ever since that's been two years now when that happened and I'm still confused and I I don't understand it and I don't know why now I'm not a friendly person Hmm. I'm not going to reach out Mm -hmm. and touch somebody's hand Mm -hmm. um but if you engage me in conversation and my instant response is to perceive that you're not on some bullshit, right. I'll talk with you. Right. Okay. But y'all been here all week and y'all see I'm walking in the door and you know I haven't been here. Right. So a con- so a, a hey, do you need a some help with something? Would be great. Mm-hmm. Right. Because mm-hmm. I could have been the janitor and, and I didn't belong there. Right. Right. Who who knows? Or you could have been the Unabomber. So, hello. Really? Hey. Well, really. <laughs> I could have. <laughs> could have been the security they, situation. We, school would have been done before you But you started. were a black woman, so they were like, yeah, nah, she, right, she, right, she right, right, right. <laughs> wrong color, wrong gender. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. But it, it bothers me that we we don't have each other's back like that um i've been i'm I'm not in a greek organization but i've been in some groups with women um and i will say that when you go into a group of women that is a specific and intended group for women it's a different energy and it's a different vibe Mm -hmm. there is a commonality i joined a black girls run in la shout out to my black girls run soul sisters I love the experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not feel that. Mm-hmm. I don't think I felt that. Mm-hmm. Um, I am somebody who's guarded, so I'm kind of careful about cultivating relationships because once I'm, I like you, right. then I'm in, right. and you know, then then I get vulnerable, and that's a problem. So I have to, and I think that's the thing, hmm. really. I think that's something that we, a lot of us, share. Mm different aspects of like it, it, it's a spectrum that right? vulnerability yeah and that's scary for a lot of us different mm. and it's, it's varying um just degrees of our fear of that vulnerability like everybody has a story i mean even like we were just talking about with the the black women in leadership that whole like we all have some Me type too. of story but it's almost the the thing of what do you do with that mm-hmm. and are you going to allow yourself to be vulnerable and be able to, you know, all right, that was, that was that person. That was that group. That was that experience. Let me go ahead and, and charge in and, right. and do this thing. We, you know, let we me. bag ladies. <laughs> Listen, we got to hurt our backs. Erica, I do be preaching. Y'all don't be even listening to her. <laughs> Erica be trying to tell y'all. Girl. But yeah, dragging all them bags yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, I do. You know, I I want to end on a positive note. Shout out to my sis Talitha. I'm gonna mess up your name, sis. <laughs> and your boy Lay, I think is her name. Okay. She is the founder of BlackGirlSpeaksHealing.com. Oh, awesome. And she coordinates. She has an annual Queen in Me tea. She just did a retreat in Miami for Black women, and she speaks unity and she wants us empowered and she wants us to support each other and I love what she's doing to reinforce that healing mm-hmm. and that support as black women mm-hmm. I want to encourage anybody to check her out she has a membership based organization that 
builds positivity. And you have a website and stuff? It's blackgirlspeakshealing.com. All right. I think that's what it is. Okay. Let me go ahead and make sure that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure to get people. Right. I just connected. want to, I feel like that's part of what, why we're here. Right. Because we want to focus on the things that we experience in this world from the perspective mm-hmm. of who we are mm-hmm. and that's black women. Mm-hmm. Blackgirlspeakshealing.com. I'm so salty. I was too broke to do her her wellness retreat, but I the images were amazing. Mm-hmm. Um beautiful. But yeah, I want us to to talk about things from the black woman's perspective. Um and find our own way to create unity and a sense of togetherness. Yeah. I agree. I agree. It's very important to me. We're not a monolith, but at the end of the day, what we need to do is find our commonality. And like you said, we all enter and leave every room as black women. Mm -hmm. So, you know, have each other's back. Black girls rock. Like y'all, we're the most educated demographic in this country. Hello. Don't nobody know more than us. Hello. And we stay saving everything. <laughs> everything. Everything. <laughs> they talk about the white savior. Mm-mm. How about the black girl saviors? Mm-mm. Yeah, we're here. So we need to show up and show out. And we need to do better by each other. Absolutely. Well, that's right. our theme for today, I guess. Huh? I guess so. Right. <laughs> All right. So listeners, y'all check us out. We're on Facebook. I think we're on Instagram. We are. I'm contemplating Twitter. Mm. Um, we'll have to see how that works. Okay. <laughs> Twitter yeah. is a struggle bus. Twitter is a lot. <laughs> Look, we old. I we, think we in auntie land. Yeah, we are. For real. And it's okay. You can call me auntie. I, I don't, I'm not offended by it. See, <laughs> my kids do what they sound like. Killmonger talking to Angela Bassett. And I just have a problem oh. with that. But he, it was so sexy when he did it. Nah, what he was like, hey, auntie. And then he took her son and, and tried to kill him. But it was in that moment. Anyway, okay, we digress. Hey, auntie. <laughs> it's me. I'm here. And I, they literally say, hey, auntie. And I'm like, I ain't your auntie. My name. Anyway. So we want to know what y'all want us to talk about. What do y'all yep. want to hear? What do you want to discuss? Chime in the comments. Um, Facebook. Facebook is the best place to do that. I know all of y'all aren't there, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, what do y'all want to hear? We'll be here uh, again soon. This is fun. Yeah. How you feel, Dina? I feel good. I feel good. I feel like we just scratched the surface. We did. We did. And I hope y'all will continue to listen. And on that note, go and be great, y'all. Go be great. Go be great. All right.